everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This episode is called Dentist. Because that's what I just keep calling it in all of my notes. Dentist is in all your notes? No, it's just like when I keep saving the episode, like on my pages and on my apps, and it always asks for a title. And I'm and just, just like, like dentist. dentist is the dentist one. And even when Dateline posts, they posted a video of the guy pulling up to the gym. All they I saw was the guy pulling up to the gym, and I wrote, is there a dentist in this one? Oh, so this is another older this one? This is how I relate. Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. it's a repeat. It's actually called The Good Husband, which is a very nice title for the victim. It doesn't, it should really be called Dentist, or how about Bad Wife instead of Good Husband? You're going to laugh in a couple minutes. Because, um, well, no, I didn't know anything about this episode. So I was like, oh, we could call this this. And then I had to completely change it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So let's wait. But don't you do your titles at the end or you do them while you're watching? I do them throughout. Okay. I rarely do them at the end. So, yeah, that's usually not. mm -mm. I try to do it throughout. It makes it a little bit easier. But then sometimes that's why they're terrible. It's because that thing didn't work. Because it wasn't that big of a deal or you don't talk about it. I see. It's better if I listen to you tell it and come up with it while you're talking. Because <laughs> then I know what you're talking about. All right. What what season is this? This then? is season 25, episode 7. It originally aired November 4th, 2016. It's hosted by Queen Andrea. I missed her. Yeah. I love her. She looks amazing. thought she looked extra amazing in this episode. So... This takes place in New York, upstate, kind of out in the country, Hudson County. Hudson River. Hudson River. Is this where Hudson University on Law and Order takes place? Let's say yes. Which is, as the people who listen to These Are Our Stories, the podcast about Law and Order, we are Hudson, where the bad guys go to school. (laughs) So this takes place in 2011. Linda and Tom are married. They have a blended family. We have a Linda. We haven't had a Linda in a while. Now we get to see if we like this Linda or not like this Linda. If those of you who don't know how we feel about Lindas, it all started in our episode Devil's Bathtub, I believe. I believe that's where we decided that Lindas tend to reply to Amazon questions like, are these headphones waterproof? By writing, I didn't buy these headphones and also I use dry shampoo. I can't go in water anymore since the accident. So they got married in a Bally's casino in Vegas, and Tom's mom was not really feeling it. She was like, it was um, a little unusual. But it's a second marriage. I feel like Vegas wedding is, first of all, I think Vegas wedding is appropriate anytime because I love to go to Vegas. But I think second marriage is totally like, get in, get out. You're somewhere where you're having fun. There's good food in Vegas. It makes sense to me. I think it's fine anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Whatever makes them happy. Yeah. So he gets up to go to the gym normally at 530. So in the morning. So he has some mental issues that are not going to be addressed in this episode, but they're clearly underlying. Now. <gasps> that sounds like that's envy. You sound jealous. He, he, so my mom has the same mental issues. So he didn't show up for work one day after the gym. So Linda drives to the gym, which is the Planet Fitness. This whole episode is a great shout out for them. I'm sure they were thrilled. And because we see it in the background, most shots. 
So she finds him in the car sleeping and she tries to wake him up, but she can't. And so she calls 911 and she's panicked. She thinks he's sleeping though at first. She really does. And then she realizes something worse is happening. And then we see Andrea on location, which we love. Mark it off your bingo card. Yeah. When Andrea goes on like location in white pants. I couldn't believe it. It's like a, it's our, it's our bingo card, glory day. So if you picked a bingo card and you had white pants and on location, you're right off the bat. I also wanted to point out that her haircut looks fresh. It looks like. It's like crisp and clean. That crisp cuts right when you go. Yeah. That is a 24 hour old haircut. You are Perfect correct. lines. Yeah. Real quick. Did, did you notice that she's in white, wide leg pants, not jeans? Oh Yeah. That was interesting. We don't normally get that. No, usually it's skinny jeans. What time did did Linda go to the parking lot to look for him? Well, it wasn't until he had to show up at work. So I'm assuming at least like eight or something. Or nine. Okay, got it. All right. Well, if he, I don't understand the getting up at 4.30, 5.30 to go to the gym. What time does he have to be at work? I would assume he'd have to be there pretty early then. You're probably right. Eight o'clock. So Tom's friend Gil called Linda and heard what happened and he comes to the scene and we see him on surveillance collapsing when he gets the news and we'll see a little bit more of this footage later. Tom's pants were undone. So right away I was unhappy because I feel like I wrote down here go hell come because last time we had a pants undone situation it made Katie extremely nervous that there was something bad in the state of pants I got nervous this time, too. Did you think that I wouldn't? That's why I got so I got nervous that you were going to get nervous and become obsessed with it. Well, I would not say obsessed. I would say I became concerned. Concerned. Yeah, as everyone should be if pants are undone. So I'm surprised mostly besides the pants being undone that you did not notice the 911 call operator who hated his job more than life. Did you not hear him? Well, here's the thing. It was just Thanksgiving weekend. Exactly. Is it possible that he's in hungover or food coma-ing still? One, he literally, the phone, the 911 call woke him up. He's like this, 911, what's your emergency? And he woke up and, his, and he had mashed potatoes stuck to one cheek because he had fallen asleep in, in his leftovers. That he had had at his desk. It is. And full like that, either too much saliva or not enough saliva mouth where you can't get your mouth to, to operate. Yeah, I get that a lot. It's not good for a podcast. It's, it's not good for a human. And it's really not good for a 911 operator who's been, has to deal with emergencies. And very, very animated women like Linda. Maybe that's good. It calms them down. Or maybe it has the opposite effect, like when you tell your girlfriend, hey, calm down, you're being crazy, and it has the opposite effect. No one, no, no one's doing that. If I called 911 and was in a panic and had my druthers and heard the Mm -hmm. the 911 operator answer like that, I'd be like, are you awake? Do I need to talk (laughs) to someone else right now? I'm going to need to talk to someone who is with it, who cares about their job. I need you to be awake, Buster. That's, That's the phone call. I have a dead possible husband, possible dead husband. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm fine. I'd be like, <laughs> talk to your manager. That's a, that's a Karen moment that's warranted. There are few and far between. I don't feel like you care enough that my husband isn't breathing. I'm going to need to talk to your supervisor. Yeah, that's Karen it up 
folks. Yeah. That is full. You, that is your right to bring out your Karen if that happens to you. <laughs> Man. All right. So here, what this was my question. I didn't quite understand. Did he actually, well, I guess, no, never mind. We're going to get there. So he, his seat was kind of reclined a little back, almost like he was going to take a nap or he, they, so they thought he had a heart attack or an aneurysm or something. Two cops are on the scene. There is nothing out of the ordinary from Linda's behavior. They thought she was acting like a totally normal grieving widow. She tells them that he had hypertension and sleep apnea. So he was not in great health, but he was going to the gym at 530 in the morning. So yeah. Mad props. Everyone gathers at Linda's house. The family comes into town. The kids that were not living at the house because they were with his ex come to town. And they all say that Linda was riddled with grief. The autopsy right away shows no heart attack, no aneurysm, and they call it undetermined. They are waiting for a toxicology report to find out what was going on because they don't know how he died. Right. Then we see dark and grainy surveillance footage. Super dark and grainy. Not great. Mm -hmm. This is one of those memes where they show the satellite from like outer space and all this stuff. And they're like, but we can't see what's happening in a Planet Fitness parking lot. I can see like that's maybe a car, could be a tank or an ant. I don't know. So they see what they believe to be a white SUV pulling in at 4.30 a.m. And then Tom's car pulls in 10 minutes later. And pulls up right next to the SUV. So right away, we're thinking rendezvous? Well, that's what I thought. And the pants are down. Right. Sorry, pants aren't down. Pants are slightly unbuttoned. Unbuttoned, yeah. There's a Hamilton lyric that's just running through my head. I got to just get it out. For the pants you unbuckled. Okay, now I'm out. It's out. I'm done. That's good. So the parking spots where they are situated are quite far from the Planet Fitness, especially considering it would not be... I don't think be that crowded at 5.30 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. So they could have gone closer. So it does seem very out of the way. And these two cars are side by side for 30 minutes, but they can't see if anyone's getting in or out or going between betwixt the vehicles. And then after 30 minutes, the white SUV drives off. So then my question is, I Tom never made it into the gym, right? So, so, so we never see Tom leaving the car. That's what my question is. They, I don't think they never said that. Like we see him go in and he worked out and then he went back to his car. So I'm assuming then he just died at some point after this. So he never made it into the gym. I'm just trying to think about like if there's a possibility he was trying to, for some reason, change his pants in his car. This seems much more like he's going to sleep and you unbutton your pants because they're uncomfortable. I would think because bigger- after Thanksgiving dinner. You always you unbutton and the the but this is not not if you're wearing beta brand pants and we don't have an ad for them. I'm just oh, okay. I was more thinking that why isn't he wearing his gym clothes to the gym and bringing his his work clothes to change into is the bigger question I had, because wouldn't you just wear your workout clothes to the gym and then I would either wear my workout clothes to the gym or my pajamas to the gym and bring my workout clothes and my work clothes. But then you have one extra set of clothes. I mean, I feel yeah, like but you if you were bring... too lazy in the morning, like some people sleep in their gym clothes so that they can just go right to the gym. And it's like takes away one of their excuses. These are the people with the mental problems that I'm talking about. So insanity. Yeah. And I don't trust those people. No, Joni. Jo- oh, sorry. Joni. 
Well, Joni, I have questions. We'll, we'll talk. <laughs> so these were his work pants that were unbuckled and unbun- unbuttoned? Well, if it's something with an un- with that it's open, it's got to be something with a button and with a button and a zipper. And no one changes their pants in the car before they go in the gym, right? You would go in the locker room, I You're guess. changing. You have one unnecessary change, which is putting on your work clothes when you leave. Yeah, you do. You totally do. And then do. change back into them. That seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Unless he had to wear business clothes in order to meet with this person in the SUV and then was going to go into the work, that workout clothes. Sense. Yes, but why is sense. he meeting with this business person in a parking lot of a Planet Fitness? Five in the morning. Also, when was this meeting arranged? It had to have been via phone or in person because they do look at his texts, right? So mm. he it seemed like he knew the person because he pulled in right next to them. Right. Or he pulled in and just saw them like, like they were waiting for him. But in a parking lot at dark, I don't think you'd notice that somebody that you knew was waiting for you. In a- so he knew that they were going to be there. He must have known they were going to meet. And I just don't know how that meeting was arranged because they go through cell phone records pretty carefully. OK, well, yeah. How is that meeting? OK, let's can we put a pin in this and come back to it? Unless it was arranged over Thanksgiving where maybe he saw this person in person. We'll get there. OK, press on. So, OK, Andrea is pointing out how many white SUVs there are, which I loved. Yeah. And she's right, because there are 5 million white SUVs. Yeah. Why is that such a popular... Well, no, I mean, yeah. Joni. Mom. Why are you... I think we have all our alternative theory in this episode. My mom had something to do with it. And my mom. She keeps coming up. You're, both of our moms, at every turn, keep coming up in this episode. They did it together. Yep. Oh, my gosh. All right. We've solved it. Okay. So, thanks, everybody. That's that. We'll talk to you next time. So the police send someone undercover to go to the funeral to see if anyone was acting weird, but no one was. They can't find any enemies. Everyone loved him. That is not the Dateline saying that. That is me saying it, which means you can't mark it off your bingo card. I just said it by accident. So then we meet his very good friend, the one who came to the parking lot and needed the vapors on camera. Yeah. Gilberto Nunez. He is a local dentist and has been a good friend of Tom's for the past few years. Right away, when they ask him about Tom, he says, well, he had sleep apnea. So he knows about the sleep apnea. Gil says If this was a Keith episode, by the way, Keith would have explained to us himself what sleep apnea was. And Dennis would have been like, what's that? (laughs) I haven't heard of that. Yeah. But Andrea says it sounds serious. Yeah, it does sound serious. It can be serious. Yeah. I just thought most people knew what it was. But they, the detectives explain it to us. Yes. And then Andrea says, it sounds serious. And they say, yes, he had a severe case. And he was diagnosed by his doctor. So that makes it more serious, I guess. Instead of self-diagnosed by the interwebs? Exactly. I went on WebMD. I have sleep apnea. We got to order a bunch of these machines. Well, you can wear a thing. You could go to a sleep study or you can like wear a thing and they diagnose you by the readings they get on this thing. But I still think that would be considered your doctor diagnosing it. So then out of nowhere, Gil volunteers. He's like, Linda's not doing well. No, she's not doing well. I've been spending time with her. I'm not sure if you knew, but we have a relationship. The detective is just like nods, like, okay, like no reaction. I was so impressed. Yeah. 
And then he says, we've been having an affair for about a year. And then the detective says, well, does Tom know? And expecting, like, no, not of, of course not. And Gil says, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And he has this very, like, nervous energy. So he's very, like, he has an accent, but he also has a New York energy. So he has, like, a Hispanic Mac mixed with a New York accent and this very, like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, he knows. Yeah, of course he knows. Sure, sure. And that's when the one detective gives the other detective a little side eye. And you see it on the can. I was like, at least, fine. I know. I knew that would get you. Yeah. Like, that is surprising. So until this point. Yeah. I had as one of my alternative titles, The Good Linda. Because I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect. Because we always talk about Linda as being the person. And sometimes we, I read something from one of our Linda listeners and we always say, she's a good Linda. Right. That's what I thought was going to be the perfect title. Done. Donezo. And then I had to just cross it out. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, was she really? Crossed off of Katie's list, Linda. How does that feel? She's not a good Linda. I mean, she, was, she did. She made a mistake. She did make a mistake. Let me just say Twitter did not look kindly upon Linda. Yeah, I'm sure. And I've been on record as saying that like one mistake does not a lifetime make. But there are a few things in here that are going to make Linda hard to like. And I'm right. going to give her props for going on Dateline. Because she had to know that. that. You're so right. She has to know that America is going to eat her alive for this. Sorry, internationally. It's an international yeah. show. Mm, hard. I usually spend several hours going through Twitter. Like, I either do it when the show's going. So that's at least two hours, like, trying to keep up with all the tweets. But then I spent another, like, full hour today going through with the hashtag Dateline and then Linda to see if I could find one a single nice tweet about Linda. Really? Couldn't. Hour of my life gone. You guys are really funny, but really mean. I tried so hard to find a nice tweet. Like, oh, she just made a mistake. Everyone makes mistakes. Not This is a this one is particularly rough. Here's shocker number one, or shocker number two. One is the affair. No, one is getting up at 5.30 to go to the gym. Two is the affair. Three is that Tom and Gil stayed friends after Tom learned about the affair. He thought that Gil was being honest about it. So they were still friends and they got even closer as friends. A, I immediately thought they were also sleeping together. Because yeah. that is one of the only situations I can think of where the husband would also be okay with it is if he was part of some sort of swinger or menage situation. I absolutely thought that too. You did? Okay, Yes, good. when I go down my path of his pants were open. Right. And so I'm like, okay, I, I don't mm -hmm. know. But there's something going on with him and his sex life that is making it okay for his wife to sleep with his best friend and him to just kind of be okay with it. And also, here's the thing. I can see that maybe happening if the kids are all grown up and out of the house, which I don't think they are at this point. No, no. If the kids Them are... We're still very young. Their son was still in elementary school, I think. Right. So if the kids are all grown up and out of the house and they've been married for 25 years and they're switching things up... Mm-hmm. I could see it. And I, I mean, it's totally like until something like this happens, you're like, OK, but we are not in that situation at all. Right. Like, right. This is pure not. It looks one sided and weird. Right. Because she's the one doing it and he's not. Yeah. 
I don't, not that we know of, unless that he was and she's actually is a good Linda and is not airing hers dirty laundry and is taking all the heat because she's going to protect his dirty laundry. I mean, that's brutal if that's true, because she's getting so much heat from the family, too. So that's rough. But that could be happening. And that's just something you take to your grave. And you're just like, I'm not doing that to him. I'm. This is not a tit for tat. Right. Well, Linda, if you're listening, I hope you're not. We could give you the benefit of the doubt and say that that's possible. If you're listening and that is what happened, send us a code word. Yeah. Send us the word pineapple with a meme of Jim and Pam from The Office. And we'll know what that means. Yeah. We are going to get some of those from our listeners, I have a feeling now. Don't, guys. We want to know. So Tom loved football, loved the Giants. He got Gil into football. It's a bonding thing. It is, for sure, yeah. The detective says to Andrea about Tom still being okay with it, says, Tom's a better man than I am. And if any of you guys are out there and would be okay with this, let us know. I have questions. With with their wife sleeping with their best friend? Well, if the way that Tom did it was like, try to figure it out. See, I want you to be happy. Let's see if, you know... You can decide. Man, I have I have heard of this before. Take I, your time, keep sleeping with him, and then come back to me with your answer whenever you're ready, yeah, honey. I have heard of this before, but generally there's either another motive, which is the other person has something that they're also trying to work out and could use the time. Oh, yes, yes. Or they are just an unbelievably good person and love that person enough to, to know that they're going to make the right. And they don't want to be with someone who doesn't love them anyways. Okay, so Linda met Gil when he was married at the time and at her kids' kindergarten orientation. And then the kids um, became friends and the couples both became friends and their sons were in karate together. I almost said karaoke. <laughs> that would I would love to see that. No, I wouldn't. Little kids doing karaoke, that sounds like a nightmare. What so, the, did that seem extra creepy that they met at like kindergarten orientation? For some reason to me, I was like, ooh. And she's like, hey, we just talked. And I'm like, no, it sounds like he's like scoping out chicks. Like someone on Twitter was like, he's scoping out MILFs at karate and <laughs> kindergarten classes. And he was married. The kids are right there. And he was married. Yeah. So they, Linda and Gil sit next to each other at karate three times a week and they just talk. So after karate, Gil would give her a kiss goodbye on the cheek, which she thought was just his culture. But then the kiss started moving inwards and landed on her lips. And she, Andrea asked if it was lingering and she said, no, it wasn't lingering. It was just a quick peck. But then one day he called her and said that he had feelings for her. He couldn't stop thinking about her. And Andrea said, best thing I've ever heard, which was, that's a hot potato right there. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> Andrea was really, really nice to hot potato Linda. Andrea was being so nice. She's usually a lot tougher. I don't feel like she was like kind to Linda. Like she really liked Linda, but I felt like she was trying not to go too hard on Linda. And I have a feeling it was because she knew the viewers would be. I think Andrea was kind to Linda. I kind of disagree. I do. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't I didn't feel like she was going out of her way to be kind to her. Okay. Like I it wasn't saying like she wasn't being like she was being overly nice. Overly yeah. nice. She was being like neutral, I would yeah. say. Okay. To this Linda, that's kind of a kindness. So then Andrea said after her hot potato comment, which was the best thing ever, says, did you think he was handsome? And then we get the second best answer. Linda says, not really. Um, well, then it's definitely worth destroying your family for Linda. Glad you thought he was not really attractive. That's great. I don't know. That made me more nervous. I didn't like that. What did you feel about that? Because looks can fade with attitude and with things like that or whatever. But a personality is harder. That's like deeper to me. Oh, like a deeper affair. Oh, yeah. On I their personality, because that means you really got to know them and they became attractive over time, which to me is much more threatening. Like that's much scarier than just like liking someone on the surface and having a one night stand. This is much, much worse than that for many reasons. But that's one of them to me. I don't like it. I I can totally see that. She said he had this smooth, almost sexy way, this Latin sexy accent that she liked. And she said his personality was sucking her in. And I was like, don't say sucking. And her and Tom were having some troubles at this time. Money, stress, normal marriage stuff. So Gil was sort of an escape for her. So then Linda goes to get some dental work done in his office. No, if you kind of have a crush on this guy, do you want him prodding around your gum line and seeing the old popcorn kernel that's stuck in there like that is not sexy so she knew what he she knew what she was doing in this case right yes she totally did there are many other dentists and then linda says so i'm in the chair as you can imagine and i was like no i cannot imagine what you're about to say because this is not no this is not sexy time maybe just because my dentist is not sexy but like that is not a sexy I'm sure your dentist would not appreciate you saying that. He's a normal person, but like I don't would never be. I'm not in a sexy time mood. You don't know if he's a normal person. He's your dentist. He might be a weird, weird, weirdo. Well, that brings up that brings up our next our point much later on. Good point for later. I just meant he's a not an unattractive person. He's just an, a regular looking person, but I do not feel sexy times when I am in the dentist chair. Well, you're not sitting with him at karate for 10 hours a day. That's true. Yeah. So he kisses her and also, in the that's, chair. That's probably good because you don't want to be attracted to your dentist. No, because he'd be looking at my popcorn kernels and the crusty old the stuff when they clean your teeth with the polish and then it gets all crusted and then they do, they floss you really extra hard. And so the floss like flicks the pieces of the, the toothpaste up and it lands on your chin and on your forehead. It's not a, a sexy look time going on. <laughs> so Linda says she was blown away that this smart guy, this dentist would be interested in her. That I don't get. Okay, there's no shame in dentistry. It takes a lot of schooling, much respect, but she needs some self-esteem. If she is that blown away that this dentist, also her husband, Tom, is a physical therapist. He's he's a doctor too, right? Profession, I don't, I don't think he's a doctor, but they do go to special schooling. Yeah. They go to school, absolutely. And I would rather have a physical therapist than a dentist personally, because I... 
always have neck problems. That would be great to have been married to a physical therapist. But she just was so blown away. Like her self-esteem is so low that she cannot believe that this dentist sees her attractively. Mm -hmm. I was like, girl, she might need better help. Oh, I think she could definitely stand for better help, as could we all. Are you confused because you think it's sexy for your dentist to kiss you when you have fluoride mouthwash breath? (laughs) Are you stuck trying to decide between the amazing father of your children and a guy who you don't find attractive, but he talks to you during karate three times a week? BetterHelp is the answer. BetterHelp offers therapy with a licensed professional therapist in the privacy of your own home. It is a way to conveniently connect in an online environment. Sometimes it can take months to find a therapist and actually get an appointment with them. But with BetterHelp, you can start communicating in under 24 hours. You can schedule weekly, video, or phone sessions, but you can also like send a message to them anytime if you need them. So many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Wow. Counselors specialized in all kinds of issues like depression, stress, relationships, trauma, strange love triangles with a dentist. BetterHelp is easy. It's totally confidential. It's affordable. What are you waiting for? We want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, it's betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. Because we can all use a little better help. It's very good. Help yourself. Oh, come on. What? Why do you, it's a perfect button. I can't stop. I know I'm you so can't. pumped about better help. I just have to keep adding to it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I'm never going to stop you guys. Better help. You could stop paying us. I will still keep preaching the good word of better help. It's true. It's true. So they, of course, start sleeping together. Mm-hmm. No big shocker. Gil eventually separates from his wife and is living in an apartment above his dental practice. Super sexy. Linda would see him at lunchtime and then be at home for the kids at night. Then it's all secret. But then Tom starts getting texts from an anonymous source saying your wife is having an affair. Oh, boy. And Andrea says, so good. So scandalous. (laughs) Which I immediately was like, scandalique. Que scandalique. Que scandalo. El scandalo. So... Linda decides to tell Tom everything. She really has no choice because he's gotten these texts. And this is when Tom and Gil stay friends. Tom would invite him over for Sunday dinners, like with the kids there, because they were all friends. And Andrea is shooketh by this, like cannot comprehend this, nor can we. Now, just her kids are living there, right? Just Linda's kids are living there. And with them. their own kid. They had a child amongst themselves. Right, but with their own business. But his children from his first marriage live with their mother. But they came to visit quite a bit, and they made it seem like they w- were totally part of the family when they were there. I mean, they are, but they said they considered they considered those step siblings their full siblings, and that that was their home as well. Got it. Linda seems to enjoy being the object of both of these men's affections. This is where we have the problem. Um, And that is not me saying that. That is Twitter. No, no. That is 100% the the react, the insinuation that we get. And also Linda says it. 
you can kind of see it that it's like, Andrea says something like it, like you're caught between these two men's affections and it's sort of the eye roll of the century, right? Where it's like, I'm sure you loved it. Like, I'm sure you loved being the Veronica in the Archie Reggie sandwich. You know, I, I'm right. sorry, I can't think of a better analogy, but like something like that where you get, you're getting all the attention, which is I, then when I start to be like, oh, are you on Dateline because you like attention? What's going on? I was really trying to psychoanalyze her very hard. I was struggling. We did a Patronus episode that has a similar love triangle. Actually, it was more like a quad. And they, uh, oh, sorry, like a rectangle. And <laughs> there was a woman with this weird um, fancy tank top thing. And it was a Keith episode. And there was a shooting in a parking lot that happened. Now that woman was blatantly like, yeah, I was loving it. Like full, like so, so in comparison, maybe Linda's not quite as bad. She's definitely not. Like that lady was worse. If you want to check it out, I wish I could remember the episode, but that lady was way worse. But I'm going to say the only reaction that she could have to not warrant the eye roll is the minute Andrea brings it up is to be like, it was honestly the worst moment of my life. I would, I had been making so many mistakes and it was the culmination of all these mistakes come home to roost. Something, a sentence like that. Or to even say, I know that sounds like every girl's dream. It's actually kind of a nightmare. And the guilt was horrible and I couldn't decide. I was sick to my stomach all the time. The stress was horrible. Bingo, my like, hair but fell I, out. It sounds really romantic, but it's actually not. Like something like that. Bingo. So Tom doesn't pressure her to end the affair. He said she continue it and sort out her feelings. And one weekend they went away as a family. They left Gil at home, I guess. And she decided she was having such a good time with her husband and her kids. And she decided she wanted to be with her husband. So she chooses Tom. But it's Thanksgiving. It's about to happen. So Thanksgiving weekend, Gil hangs out with the family as usual. Because Gil is divorced and not hanging out with his wife. Okay, does Gil have children? Yes, because that's where they knew karate and the, yeah. So why, he doesn't get to hang out with his son on Thanksgiving? Okay. I don't know. Maybe he's with the mom. So she tells Gil, I'll tell you after the holidays what my decision is. Now, the reason for that, we will find out later. But... She doesn't want to tell him right now, but she thinks that from her body language and she doesn't seem to be the type that's a very good actress, like not like she's being really seductive or something. And then but she was really going to break up with him like she feels like he could tell that he was. And that's important because the next day Tom was dead. So we kind of need to know if he knew or not that she was going to break up with him. So the answer to that is yes, because if it's not a yes, it's a no. If it's not yes, I'm going, if it's no, you have to wait for my answer. That's not a yes. And anybody with any kind of inductive reasoning can figure that out. Because otherwise, why wouldn't you just tell him? Well, to be like, I need, I want to, well, because she said, I want to, I have, we have kids. I need to spend holidays with my family. So what I'm saying is. So I'll tell you after the like when that maybe go, okay, she wants to spend the holidays. Maybe it's still a yes. I still feel like she Definitely could not have worded it like that. She must have said something like, let's talk about this after the holidays. I'm I'm getting there on my decision. I can't make it yet. Playing a little bit more coy than how she made it sound, I think. So, but you think 
he definitely picked up on it. Yes. Okay. So the next day, Tom is dead. When do we meet the, his parents? Because his parents are my favorite people in this episode. Have we already met them at this point? We have. Yes. Why have you not talked about them? They're my well, favorite people. Well, I said people. the mom was unimpressed by the um, wedding in Vegas. But her dad, the dad, his dad is really the superstar. Of the the dad is the one, but he's so New York. Yeah. And he's kind of like trying not, he's like stiff upper lipping it the whole time. He, anytime he came on, I was delighted. But his lips quiver at some point. Like you can't even, his chin quivers. It's my best. It's my, he is the sweetest, most greatest. And the wife is right behind him. So the detective tells Andrea that they were just blown away by this whole thing. And they kept saying to themselves, this is like a Dateline case. And Andrea said, well, and here we are. Here we are. Uh, So funny. So guess what? Gill drives a white SUV. Go figure. So they look back at when he showed up at the scene in the parking lot and we saw him grieving. I said he needed the vapors. It's not even the vapors. Like the part where he collapses is is eye roll. But then there's this part where they're saying he's jumping up and down like a pogo stick. And that's it's literally that's what it looks like. It's like he's a it's like he's at a rave with a pacifier in his mouth. He's doing this weird, like, jumping from side to side with straight legs, and it's right in the corner of the screen, and it was something I've never seen before from a grieving person. And then he collapses, and they need to, like, hold him up. Does this have to do with his weird kind of energy in the interview? It could be. Hmm. Do you think he just has that kind of energy? Yes. Rave-quality energy? But I think the reaction is odd, and it would... I would remember it if I was a police officer. Mm-hmm. So Gil was a well-respected dentist. He did volunteer dentistry in poor areas. He was a member of the local chairman of Congress, and he was a volunteer firefighter. So by all accounts, a great guy. We do see an ad for his local dentistry where he is. I would not go to him. He's not good on camera. Awkwardly, nervously swaying from side to side because he has this jumpy energy. He can't stand in still. And when you do camera work, you're really supposed to stay still from the waist up. And it's so noticeable because he's like moving back. He's behind a, in front of a green screen and he's like moving back and forth. I would not want his hands in my mouth. No, no, thank you. With pointy scraping plaque tools. No. He could take your eye out if he does one of those jumps while he's doing it. No. So No. Finally, the toxicology report comes back, and it is a medicine called midazolam, and it's used by dentists. So they say it's not a common street drug. It's not something that, like, they really ever seen before. You would have to put it in a beverage to mask the taste of it, and there was coffee in Tom's system. So they bring in Linda, and they say, we think it was Gil, and she doesn't believe it. But Linda also believes that if someone online asks if this Baptist church is crowded on Sundays, she says, I'm an atheist, but I drove by there once on a Monday and it didn't look too crowded. (laughs) He loved Tom so much and loved the family so much and loved her so much that he would never do this. That's what Linda says. Okay, Linda. It is like pulling teeth to get this woman to see the truth. Then she does reveal that there actually was some tension in the love triangle. We thought it was so perfect. Gil had bought her a ring and proposed to her. 
And she said, I can't because, you know, I'm still married to the guy who taught you about football. And Gil was getting impatient. And he was getting so impatient that it turns out it was him who sent the anonymous texts to Tom telling him about the affair. How did she find that out? Did he tell her that it was him? Or did she yes. just figure it, oh boy. Okay. Yes. Well, we'll find out later during the trial that there's something else that I think gave it away. Hmm. So Andrea says that this was devious. And Linda says, yes, it was devious. And I was like, Linda, this is your black kettle I'd like you to meet. <laughs> so she was mad at Gil. He apologized and started crying, and he even threatened to kill himself. So this love triangle is working out great. And Tom is such a nice guy that he feels bad that Gil feels suicidal. So he's like, don't go so hard on him. This dude who's banging my wife, like, go easy on him. And she was so worried that Gil was still suicidal. So that's why she waited until after the holidays to break it off. That's what she says, that that's why she was waiting. So police aren't sure if she was in on it or not. She says, I had the affair, but in no way would I want to harm, would I want harm to come to my husband? And I was like, think about what you just said. Right. I had the affair, but I in no way would want harm to come to my husband as I was cheating on him. Not physical harm, Kimberly. Not physical, emotional for sure. I totally did that. Yeah. So Linda passes a polygraph. So she is just insufferable and not a killer. Oh, my God. They bring in Gil for another investigation. He says, well, first they say, have you heard of Medazolam? And he goes, Medazolam, like he hasn't heard of it. And then they're like, it's something dentists use. And he's like, oh, no, we don't use that drug. Then they say, well, we found some in an emergency kit in your office. And he says, oh, well, I never go into the emergency kit. I've never been in there. I never even looked in there. And they say, well, so your fingerprints shouldn't be on them, right? If we check them for your fingerprints, they won't be on. And then he says, well, I put them in there when they sent them to me. I mean, I put them in the kit I'm when, you know, so yeah, my fingerprints would be on them. So the story changes like five times in the period of like 30 seconds. He's clearly lying through his teeth. And are you all right? <laughs> you know, sometimes I take an episode and I try to do a couple puns just to flex my pun muscles. That's what I'm doing here. Rarely. It's rare. So this is a rare one. And I feel like we should put an asterisk yeah. by these episodes to denote that they're a little different. They're special. Can you catch it? <laughs> yeah. I like so, it. Okay, so this one, the cops like I don't know if they were playing bad cop, bad cop, or if they actually had lost their tempers at this point, but they're full on screaming at him. They're just New York cops, I think, maybe. In his face. Oh, my like, God. Hot, you're not his best friend because if you were his best friend, you wouldn't be effing his wife. Top, top of the lungs. It was unbelievable. Top of the lungs. Oh, my God. Effing his wife. Mm -hmm. And then he says, you're full, so full of you know what. And then they're saying, like, so your car, we, that wasn't your car there. He's like, no, it's not my car there. And then the cop goes, right there we stop. Right there we stop. Right there we stop. Because we know that that was your car. He doesn't know it's his car. But he's just, like, going at him. And mm -hmm. Gil just keeps denying it. Like, Gil is staying fairly calm. 
and he's just denying it. And he sits for this interview for seven hours like this. Oh, my God. And then they ask him to take a polygraph. And the next day, his lawyer responds to them. He gets a lawyer and says, no, we won't be talking to you anymore. Um, You could have done that at any time during the seven hours. Yeah. And it's like he was fine with that, but the polygraph was too much or he went home and he had time to think about it. I don't know. He doesn't seem that smart. No, I think he just didn't want to look guiltier than he was by calling for a lawyer in the middle of his interview. I think his plan was to get through it and then call a lawyer. And then call a lawyer, but it came right before the polygraph, which also makes him look guilty. But he didn't know that he was going to get called for a polygraph, right? No, they had asked him that day. Uh, And then they were supposed to, like, contact him the next day about it. And that's when his lawyer contacted them. I don't know why people are scared of polygraphs. They can't use them anyways, right? It's true, but it helps guide their investigation. So that means they're going to come after you twice as hard if they if you fail. So if they're they were just screaming at the top of their they like, might what? start throwing chairs like on NYPD Blue or something. Maybe. I don't. Did they do that on NYPD Blue? I've never seen NYPD Blue. I haven't either, but I feel like they did that sort of thing on it. Probably now, Linda. A bit of time has passed, and Linda is starting to think maybe he did do it. Oh my god! Like he did it. She goes to a Chinese restaurant, and he waits for her outside. Oh, boy. Creepily. And they argue. He says, the police say that you think I'm in on it, or you told them I did it, or something. Like, they're just arguing about what the police... He said the police said she's in on it. Yeah. She is getting more animated at this point a little and showing her teeth. (laughs) That was an unintended one. A little bit more. Not bad, though. And was kind of like, liar, you know? Yeah. The police did not tell you that. Liar. So police have really no evidence. They've been pretending to him they have evidence, but they don't. And the DA won't prosecute yet. So they're still waiting on these DNA tests. So they have hope on that. Oh boy. The police tell the family that they are investigating it as a homicide, though, because up until now, the family has totally been in the dark thinking it was maybe a health thing. Right. So now Linda has to fess up that she cheated. Oh, God. It's pretty brutal. The stepdaughter is furious, like feels betrayed because she, I think, really liked Linda a lot. And yeah, that's. And we get an interview with her and she's very sweet. Very sweet and very well spoken. Tom's ex-wife sits with her, her mom, and like it's and she's grieving along with them and stuff. So I think they maintained a good relationship, it seemed like, after they got divorced. Well, she lives with her. So, yeah. Yes, but I think she was at the funeral crying and like she said when they got the news that he died, she was with the kids on the floor collapsed because like. Oh, yeah, I think you'd be really upset even if you were divorced. You, you know, had two children with this person. It would be unbelievable. I think there was still love there. Absolutely. So the stepdaughter is not talking to Linda. Linda's sister tells her it's not your fault. People have affairs every day. Don't go on Twitter. (laughs) That's all I want to say. Yeah, I'm going to say that. What you're saying is true. That's her job. However. That's her job. 100%. I am not not surprised she said it. I'm surprised she said it on Dateline. (laughs) But that is what you say in that moment. But that's a loyal sister. Because there is also, boy, if you have any kind of self-awareness, you know this was your fault. Like this is, you led, you the ball started rolling on the events that led to this because of things you did that were wrong. Yeah. So I'm talking about Linda. So yeah. you got to say something to make that person feel better. So Tom's dad 
has the opposite feelings of Linda's sister. I love him so, I love him so much. He said finding about the affair and that it was a homicide, he says it was like piling crap right on top of them. Piling the crap, just pile the crap on. (laughs) You, sir, are Dateline gold, human being gold. And I think that you and Andrew Cuomo could just go on TV and have a conversation. (laughs) Just let that be an hour special because I would watch that. Uh, um, So he is furious and won't talk to Linda. And I think he doesn't even want to talk to her on the phone. He doesn't want to know what she has to say because he knows anything that comes out of her mouth basically is just going to be a lie. He like doesn't trust her at all. It's just going to be crap. Piling all the crap on top of us. Just crap on top of crap. Is being piled on us. I loved it, so I can't. That I, was a little more Midwestern, I think. It was I still good. Go more it Midwestern. Was, I got the, the heart of it was there. Thank you. So they do find a DNA sample, an unknown male DNA on the inside of Tom's belt buckle. So this throws a huge wrench in the investigation because they were squarely looking at Gil, and now there's maybe another male that was possibly in the car with Tom sexy hanky panky time and i'm getting i got my pen ready at this point i'm like okay here we go so the investigator says that this new dna is a showstopper fussy hands showstopping he had it coming um so the da says it's a huge problem in their whole case so they collect dna from all the first responders to see if one of them could have left it. They start collecting DNA from Tom's friends, cast off DNA, and they get it like from things that these people have thrown away. Like, No, no, not Tom's friends. Gil's friends. Oh, Gil's friends. They, that's why they have to get it cast off because they think that Gil had an accomplice. So people that are close to Gil, they're trying to get their DNA without alerting Gil and his people. Wasn't it Tom's friends as well? No, it was Gil's no, friends. No, just Gil's friends. Gil had a couple okay. other friends. Another friend? I thought I was your friend. <laughs> this is also, can I say, <laughs> how, you, Hill. I know, how you know that the police department is great because this really easily could have not been tested or swept under the rug and they could have been tunnel vision narrowed in on Gil. And instead they go down this entire avenue right now. And I, I'm impressed. No, it's true because in the Sandra Melgar case, there is um, fingerprints and DNA that they just have never, like, they don't know who they are. They don't care. It doesn't match Sandra, but she's the one that's in jail. So I can't. Holy Moses. So they, there's a problem with the original autopsy. Parts of him were not tested for poison. And so they need to exhume the body. And they end up exhuming the body twice to do additional testing. So Gil's office assistant, who may be in love with Gil, she's an older lady, or she thinks of him like a son. There's, she's like way too sure that he had nothing to do with it. In love with him. In love with him. Like without- Katie ruled in love. I am so sorry. I was shocked by her. I've never seen someone love their employee so much. She has like stars in her eyes when she's talking about what a brilliant man he is. I thought that this was his new wife. (laughs) But she's like 60. When I'm like, is he marrying? Is he dating this woman? Who is this woman? (laughs) It's She was probably very jealous of Linda, like super jealous when Linda would come in the office. Inappropriately jealous. Yeah. Of Linda. Yeah. So eventually three years pass. Gil moves on and he does get married, but not to older office lady, 
to a younger lady, a lady less long in the tooth than Gil. Oh, my Lord. So, but wait, this whole time, the cops are just looking for DNA. That's it. Yes. Okay. So what does Linda think about him moving on so fast? Is she mad? Is she bitter? Is she like, he murdered for me and then he just moves on? Is this new lady worth killing for? What does she think about? Like, how does that make you, what it, was it worth killing for Gil when you're just going to move on to another lady that you love just as much anyways? I don't get it. Mm. Well, I have to say, this is the, this is definitely the point that he looks not guilty. This thing. Because he got remarried to another lady? Yeah, kind of. Because you feel like if he looked guilty, he'd be trying to get it on with Linda still. Kind of. But I mean, she's just like put by... the kibosh on it because now she thinks he's a murderer. But that seems weird to me, too, that they didn't c- find comfort in each other's arms after his death. They, it went the opposite way. No, they way. flipped on each other right away. Right, they were right like... away. They flipped on each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I don't know, this whole thing is so. Which, again, like, was it worth it? Was it really that good of an affair? No. Like, it wasn't true love, was it, guys? So, so stupid. Then something really sad happens. Brad, Tom's son from the first marriage, becomes depressed after his dad's death and takes his own life at 18. It's so sad. And he had tried a couple months before. And when they asked him what happened, he said he just wanted to go to sleep and wake up and be with his dad. And it's like heartbreaking. It so hurts now, bad. It hurts bad. And so the destruction that this has caused is like a ripple effect but it only seems to be affecting Tom's family. And right. Gil is like happy. His has a thriving practice and he just got married to a beautiful young lady. It's like doesn't feel like justice, you know, and now Tom's family is literally like shattered. Not literally. You know what I mean? No, it's un- it's awful. And the grandpa talking about it. Oh, that's when I got a saw a quiver in a chin. It's too much because he just says. So he made his decision. I, I'm going to lose it again. I know. Oh, my gosh. He's like, every day, that's all we think about. Like, the grief is just every day. It's, it's too- so, so sad. You oh. lost your son and your grandson because of this woman's, I don't just want to blame her, but because of choices that were made by adults. I'm sure a lot of people just want to blame her. It's okay. Yeah. And the daughter, the stepdaughter, Linda's stepdaughter, but Tom's daughter said at the funeral for her brother, she said, it felt too familiar because I had just been at my dad's funeral. I felt like I was getting too used to being at funerals for loved ones. And like, that's not normal. And it's true. It's really sad. It's really sad. So they get this wild idea that they should test the autopsies for the bodies that have been tested. The autopsy right before Tom. On the table. Before Tom, like the same day, the earlier in the day. Because they're just not getting any DNA from any of these people. And they're like, no, that's crazy because the autopsy room, like the coroner, they keep it very sterile. They wipe everything down. And the the person who gave them the idea was like, "Uh, just check it. Maybe we should check. Yeah. They check. And it turns out that that missing, that DNA, we didn't know who it was for, was for a guy who died and his autopsy was earlier in the day before Tom's. And his DNA wound up on the inside of Tom's belt. So apparently they don't wipe down the autopsy table that well, which is nasty. And I didn't want to know that. 
I think that that's really rare. I'm hoping that's my thought. I don't know, though. Man, that's not great. <sighs> Somebody's in trouble. But it also puts their case kind of in trouble because it's like, could other things be contaminated if this is what's going on in the department? Could all of their evidence be, you know, looked at like it could all be bad? It's bad. But, but at least from the autopsy, they finally rule it as a midazolam poisoning. And so they just for sure think that it was Gil. And they think that he was a master manipulator and didn't actually want to be friends with Tom, but only befriended Tom so that he could be closer to Linda. To which I say, "Wow, her? I thought he was friends with Tom, with the football and all. They spent all that time together so he could be close. What? Her? I, I kind of didn't buy that, but okay. I see what they're saying, but maybe I don't have all the information. But that didn't seem right. Lin- but not because of Linda, just because... Also, that's like the long con, right? To to have to befriend a dude for like years. And it seems like he befriended Linda more than him at first because they were sitting at karate together. Yeah, and then and then I think I bet once he got separated from his wife, then he was kind of taken in by the whole family and spending time and dinners and stuff together. Didn't he se- he separated from his wife while they were having the affair? Correct. So I think once that happened, he probably became spent more time at the family, too, like was probably spending more time. But even when it was the four of them, I think they spent a lot of time together. And the football, apparently the football, big bonding, the football. Mm. So Gil goes on trial. Gil's loyal patients are at the trial because they believe he's innocent And he's going to get through this by the skin of his teeth. And then this is where it comes to what Katie said before, which when I said my dentist was normal and I just meant he's a normal looking person. But she's like, how do you even know your dentist is normal? He could be a super freak because he's your dentist. How really well? I don't care if you go to a dentist for 20 years. How well do you know that person unless you're living in the same house with them? And even on Datelines, we've seen many times where you don't even know your spouse. So why are you so sure that your dentist is not capable of murder, that you are willing to support them and be at that trial every day? And really, really sure. As sure as I am that Bombas socks are the bomb. Bombas makes literally the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They've rethought every little detail of the sock that we wear to make them way more comfortable. I wear mine all the time. And I am a socks all the time person, meaning that I have to always have something on my feet. Like how some people like to be barefoot. I like to have socks on my feet. You like covered tootsies. Yes. I have a house filled with cats, which means that I have stray cat litter around my house with to no fault of my own or my cats, no matter how clean I get it. And I don't like that feeling on my feet. Who would? Crunchy. Right. So Bomba socks to me have been a lifesaver because... They are so thick and cushioned to your foot that it feels like I'm wearing a slipper and I'm just in a normal sports sock. And I have worn and washed and worn and washed for so long, at least once a week. They and have, they stay comfortable? They have not stretched. They have not gotten those little holes that you get at the seam because there is no seam. It's un- It's like magic. It's like a magic sock for your foot. And they are honestly just as comfortable as the day I bought That's them. That's a good children's book idea. Right? The magic sock. The magic sock for your foot. (gasps) By Bombas. So these socks do even more than just keep my feet 
clean, and cozy. Bombas gives back to the most vulnerable members of our community. Because for every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Isn't that great? It's amazing. I love that. I know. The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of 3,000 plus giving partners. That's unreal. It's the best. And the impact is more powerful than ever. To those experiencing homelessness, these socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes. So true. It's a small comfort that is especially important right now. So you guys, give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash date dateline. That is 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash date dateline for 20% off. Bombas.com slash date dateline. Bombus, 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 bombus. I have had that song stuck in my head all bombus, day, bombus, by the way. Bombus, bombus, bombus. <laughs> bombus, bombus, bombus. It's going to catch on sometime. I feel it. I feel it in the bones in my body. Thank you, Bombus. So on the stand, they are in court. They read Linda and Gil's messages to each other. It's kind of vomit-inducing. It's really not great. Didn't need it to show, like, how in love they were. And this is where... This is brutal. Yeah. Tom's parents at this hearing these texts read in court is how they find out it was for like a year they were having this affair, 11 months. They thought it was a one-time thing. And Andrea is even says, I know. wow, it's amazing that you didn't know that. <laughs> because like, I thought everyone knew it. But that's how in the dark the parents were kept. And apparently when Linda said, yeah, you guys, I cheated and that might be why Tom is dead. She never explained for a full almost year I cheated. Was was she like dancing around the issue and kind of making it sound like it was a one time mistake? Yes. Absolutely. She was. That was total self-preservation. And I kind of get it. You got to lie to make it seem a little bit better. It's going to come out eventually. Yeah, it's not good. So Tom's dad is so mad now, really believes that she is responsible for this. And she says, if she would have just kicked him in the nuts, then this would have never happened. It's my favorite line in the thing. If when he first kissed her, if she would have slapped him in the face or kicked him in the nuts, none of this would have happened. Slapped him in the face, kicked him in the nuts. He is a champion of men. And I wish maybe he could come and... Maybe he wants a daughter. Oh. I'll write him. Who are you volunteering? Yourself or me? I volunteer. Well, myself. I'm volunteering myself. I'm sure he would rather have his son back, but maybe he would like a a middle-aged sassy daughter. (laughs) I'm sure he would love one. Mm, Great. So Gil had sent those messages to Tom about the affair. So K-Scandalique. But also he had sent texts. And I think this is how she found out that he had done it, sent the things to Tom, is that he had also sent texts to Linda from a woman named Samantha claiming that she, Samantha, and Tom were having wild sex. What year is this? So he posed, 
<laughs> is this right? No, this is well after Sex and the City. Dang it. Okay. All right. So I this was is wondering. now 2011, probably, that this happened. Uh, maybe 2010. Um, so he is pretending to be a woman that is having sex with, so that Linda would think he, my husband's sleeping with someone else. I'm going to leave him for Gil. And telling Tom about the affair. So hopefully Tom will leave. He's just manipulating the, trying to Whatever he can do. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. he can do. He really wanted her really badly. Yes, he did. Apparently. So again, I don't know if it was her or if it was about just being maybe the type of man who thinks he always should get what he wants. Good point. So it could it could have been more that. Hard to tell. But yeah, that definitely could be that. So Gil had told Linda that he was in the CIA. Okay. And she believed it. Apparently his job was as a CIA dentist. And he would put trackers in people's mouths. And Linda, and I quote, didn't think that much of it. I hate this woman now. That was the turning point. Because now you're just being blind stupid. Because now that's just like, and she said she was shown the little ID and just went, hmm. He showed her an ID card and she's like, okay, that checks out. And then Andrea throws shade and says, Linda might have not thought that much of it, but <laughs> there were other people who thought it was a really big deal. She could not have been more nonplussed. No, she could not. She was like the 911 call, the 911 <laughs> operator. Literally, she's just like, okay, that's Which cool. Which is like maybe the only part I think maybe she wasn't getting off on how men were fighting for her because wouldn't she be more like the type of the girl in the mystery man, which was one of my favorite episodes that we've done where that lady was like, I'm dating a CIA agent. And oh my God, it's so dramatic and so exciting. Linda didn't seem to be like that at all. She seemed to have zero reaction. Kimberly, if your dentist said that you, he was implanting things into people's teeth, what's the first question? What do you ask? What do you say to him? I think I just leave. I think I say, tell me everything right now. What are you talking? Is she just not a curious person? So then she's just not our. See, but I don't understand that. Like, I don't under. I understand. I'm not a curious person where, like, I can wait to unwrap a present for Hanukkah. But, like, I'm not a not curious person about CIA or the world or something like that. Like, of course I want to know. But I'm, I just wouldn't believe him. So I think I would just, like, not, I'd be like, we're breaking up now. But if you because did believe you're lying him, to me and you're crazy. But if you did believe him, would you if just I did go? Believe, I'd want to know everything. I would want to know everything. And she's like, whatever. That's just part of his job. It's like if he was wanting to tell her about his dentist job, and she was like, "That's we don't need to talk about your work, honey." Yes, that's exactly what it's like. It's, it's like, like being it's that, that bored. Yeah, but he's trying to has he wants to tell you about the CIA. I don't, I don't get, she's not my people. She's not our people. No. So then there's this guy, Nick, who testifies that Gil wanted him to go and scare Tom. I think rough up Tom, maybe worse. And I have a feeling that if Nick had been receptive to the idea, it could have gone way there. How far was that going to go? Yeah. I think it could have turned into a hit job. Yep. If Nick was more responsive to the idea. But Nick 
has more brains than Linda and sees the badge from the CIA and says, it looks like he got it from Walmart. <laughs> so that was, that was great. Um, <laughs> Nick, good. Linda, bad. The police find all the badge making stuff on his computer and they're able to charge him with felony forgery charges. Uh-huh. Exciting. Also, on a computer in Gil's office, there was a search for midazolam. Now, it is a dentist's office, and anyone who works in that office had access to that computer. So he, they think he um, knew that midazolam would combine very badly with the sleep apnea and slipped it into a coffee and said, hey, it's 5.30 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, like, I brought you a coffee. And there, there was coffee in Tom's stomach. But they took the cup with him when he left. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they can't use. I want to know if they were able to go to local coffee shops and get any video footage. It's probably way too late when they develop that theory because it's probably been. It took so long for the autopsy um, that they. But they could have seen him buying two cups of coffee at four thirty in the morning. Then that would have shown like that is him. So but that would have been totally the thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the kicker. They can't use part of that seven hour interrogation because he hadn't been read his Miranda rights. I can't. I I really I can't. But I don't totally understand this because I feel like we've seen interrogations. I guess we haven't. We've seen interrogations shown on Dateline where the person wasn't officially under arrest. But we have I guess we haven't seen those shown in court. So that's the thing. They can't use it in court if they have been Mirandized. Oh, God, that sucks so bad. It, mm. But they hadn't, they weren't really arresting him. It was just like an interrogation. But that means you can't use any of that? I don't, what if he had, what if he had, he had confessed during that interrogation? Yeah, would they have, would they have just been out of luck? They just can't use that because until they get him to sign it, something that says he did it. But if it's on video, him saying he did it, but he was just being interrogated but hadn't been arrested or Mirandized yet. Someone law explained. Law, get call us. Yeah. Get get back to us on this. So during in that part where he says Medazalam, like he hasn't heard of it, they can't use that part. Then there's this amazing forensic video guy. And he tracks down the white SUV from a bunch of nearby businesses, like a dozen nearby businesses on that morning so they can follow where the car is going to get a better angle on it. Who is this? Who is this guy? Bad A. He's amazing. Forensic video analysis. That's what they call him. He tr- compares the what they get, the specs of the car from these videos to 18,000 vehicles in their database of types of cars. And they find what the make and model is of Gil's car. But that's not enough. They see in one of shot of the video that the fog lights are giving off a certain pattern that's not a normal pattern because that car has a defect in one of the fog lights that makes the shadow weird, the light weird. Does every one of these cars have that defect? I couldn't understand that. Well, th- later the cop says, I found a million other cars just like that, but that don't have the defect. So I think it's his car specifically that has the defect. Because otherwise you could still say it's still a big coincidence that he has a car that 
2,000 other people have. Right. You know, that if that model had the defect or that year, I think it was just his car. I could be wrong. But they go to find his car. He, of course, sold his car three weeks after the murder. As you do. Uh-huh. But they find it from to the person he sold it to, and they find the fog light defect. And behind the fog light, there is six vials of miazepam. <laughs> yes. Except that's not true, but yeah. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. So Andrea asks Gil's um, patient, who is so sure he didn't murder someone, he says, no, I'm sure it's not him. And Andrea says, how do you know there's not like a darker side? And he says, well, I'm not sure about anything. And I think there's a darker side to all of us. I was done with it. You just said, I'm so sure he did not commit murder, but I'm not sure about anything. And I know he doesn't have a darker side. And I think everyone has a darker side. So take your teeth and go. <laughs> what he meant was, I don't think he did it. I'm he not said, sure. I'm sure. Oh, he well said, then. I'm 100% sure he did not do it. Buddy, I tried. I tried to help you, buddy. You tried to defend him. I tried. I did. I tried. Poor guy. I, you look like a fool. Yeah. But you don't look as foolish as that woman who works in the office, who looks like maybe she wants to have your love child. Yeah. What are they? The eye, like cartoon heart eyes? Yes. Well, whoo mm -hmm. So Gil's defense attorney represented John Gotti. Okay. Well. I feel like John Gotti also went to prison. So that's maybe not. I think there were a lot of charges on him. Probably a lot of trials. Maybe he got him off on one of them. So they say that this whole thing is like a bad Lifetime movie which is so funny because Andrea writes very good and very fun Lifetime movies. And so it was very funny that he said that, I thought. That is funny. They read the text from Linda. Here's Shady McShaderson, Linda. The weekend she said she was falling back in love with Tom and she had made up her mind to be with Tom, she was texting Gil, I love you, I miss you, I miss holding your hand, that soft spot scar on your face. <gasps> mwah, mwah, mwah. And the attorney wants to vomit because he's reading the words mwah, mwah, mwah. So. It's nasty. And that was the reason she, the weekend she was supposed, supposedly getting back together with her husband. Or she had decided that weekend. Yeah. Yes. So. The defense says Gil had no reason to kill Tom because he didn't know she was breaking up with him. That is actually like pretty good. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good. Yeah. Now, Linda said I was I was stringing him along. I because I was scared he was going to kill himself over the holidays. So I was playing along. It was his game. It was a dirty, stupid game. Boy, that's a lame excuse. I really don't like that. I think it's more like I wasn't sure I still didn't want to have the two men. Yeah. The best answer to that is I was being really selfish during this time period. Right. So do you think there's any chance that she really was trying to string him along because she was worried he was going to kill himself because he had said he was going to kill himself if she left him earlier? I would not say that there was no chance of that. I don't know. I don't know what all he was saying to her and... She doesn't seem very bright or curious. So she seems like the kind of person that if they say that, she's just going to blanket believe Face them. value, she takes so it. So yep. I'm just like, okay, maybe. Maybe you did think that, but boy, you need some critical thinking skills. I don't know. What did um, you think? Yeah, I don't, 
I don't Do know. Do you if think I really she knew it. it? Do you think she knew? I just find it hard to believe. Again, I've said I don't think she was a good actress. So I don't know if she could be like that lovey-dovey. I feel like she could have been stringing him along by just being like normal. Like you don't have to go that overboard. But Mm -hmm. maybe all of their texts were like that. So it would have been weird and he would have gotten depressed if she hadn't been that lovey-dovey. But like that's super intimate what she's saying. So it would be hard for me to write that knowing that I was now committed to my husband. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't I don't really know what to think about that. I know it's tricky. So the defense says that Tom was having a fling and that's why his pants were undone. He had they base all of this on the fact that he had gotten an email to his phone from a website called BeNaughty.com. That's just stupid. That's called spam. Uh Uh-huh. And everyone gets that. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Did they find an account at Be Naughty or he just got a random email and didn't click on it? I was waiting for more information of which we get zero. Yeah, I'm pretty I don't think he had an account with him. I think they probably would have checked. So um, they still don't know exactly how much midazolam was in him. And the defense is saying they can't really know if it killed him. So it, it, it could be not it has nothing to do with that. Someone gave him midazolam. He didn't give it to himself. He got it from a doctor or someone. So even if you're brushing it off, like saying it's not maybe what killed him, how did it get in his system? That's a not a common drug that doctors use. It doesn't show up naturally he does work at a physical in physical therapist's office. Is there? I don't. Right? Would they have it? Was that what they said? I don't think so. Maybe, but they they didn't seem to look into that. Okay. So I I mean you can't just brush it off and say that wasn't what killed him so it doesn't matter because someone gave it to him for some reason and we don't know why. They had to have. Yeah, or he gave it to himself again for some reason and we don't know why. So they say he died of natural causes. The judge is leaning so far back in his chair at this point and scooching that chair. Like, he needs one of those fidget things that they put on the bottom of chairs for kids in school because he is fidgeting. He does not. He's so bored. I saved it for B-roll, the judge. The judge was killing me because every, first of all, the defense attorney, the young one, they have the young gun doing it. And he is... Clearly not the John Gotti attorney, because this kid is not convincing, not interesting. And like looking at his notes and looking, he's not dynamic at all. And the judge is like leading back in his seat. I'm like waiting for his eyes to close. I was I thought watching. They were, I thought and then he'd pretend like he would just jerk up, but, but try to pretend like he was thinking really hard. But then he starts wiggling the chair back and forth. He's trying to stay awake. I'm going to roll it to the desk part so that I can pretend to write something down. And then I'm going to scooch over. He's literally trying to keep himself awake. He's so bored. Yeah. So the jurors find him not guilty, which is crazy. And Tom's family is devastated, of course. Were you surprised? Very surprised. And I had forgotten from when I saw the episode. So yeah, I was surprised because I watched, I was on Twitter during the East Coast feed. Um, I don't understand. And then Andrea sits down with a juror and her son. I'm sorry, another juror. And (laughs) 
we get to find out why they thought that. And thank God. So I'm I'm left with more. Con- I'm just I I don't understand. So they say to Andrea that they believe that that was Gil's car. They believe that Gil was at that Planet Fitness. So why did they find him not guilty? Well, they believe that Gil gave him some midazolam to help him rest because apparently he hadn't been getting rest. We don't know that. Was that discussed in the trial? It was just Thanksgiving weekend. He was probably napping. If you're not getting rest after Thanksgiving weekend, wouldn't you just sleep in an extra hour and not go to the gym? Rather than take a sedative in the parking lot at the gym before you're going to work. Are you an effing idiot juror lady? Why do you think that makes sense? Why? Just take a nap. Don't take medicine from your dentist before you're about to go in the office. Here's here's my question. I've never sat on a jury. What happens when you're on a jury? Do you get to just make up your own story? Like, well, this is what I think happened and I'm sticking to it. Or is this what the defense has fed them and she somehow believed? But then Andrea said, so you believed that's what you believed? And she said, yeah, from the beginning, from the very beginning of the trial. So is that in their opening statement or is she literally making? I think she's making she's making it up is the feeling that I got evidence that he was not sleeping and needed medication and decided to get it from his dentist friend instead of his doctor and decided to take it right before he's going to work in the parking lot of his gym. So was this woman promised a mouth of veneers (laughs) with no payment for throwing this trial because I didn't get a good look at her chompers, but that's the only what in the world are you they talking were fine. about? They weren't bad enough. If maybe she has a kid with really bad teeth. Where, he was sitting next to her. Where did they find this <laughs> juror? Where did they find her? No, this kid also is obviously like, she's like, remember what we say. Remember uh-huh. what happened. Uh-huh. She's clearly the foreman and he's just like juror number seven. The only thing they did not agree on is the fact one of them thought that He was a psychopath and was pretending to be friends with Tom to get close to the wife. The young guy was not sure of that. He thought they were actually friends because bros bro out over football. I thought that they were actually friends, too. So me and I kind of think so, too. Me and Bag of Wieners were on the same team. But this. No, he was cute, but he made a very bad juror. Not as bad as as this. She is worse. You got on national television and made something up that you, that's what I believe. From what? You know that it's, you're supposed to do this based on facts, right? No, she's not, not doing, no. what no, your ma'am. journal, you journal in your, while you're bored during the trial. Nope. And you make up fan fiction. You can't make up fan fiction about the dead person. She was making it like how we make up stories about Justin, the intern who does graphics for Dateline when Dateline does fancy graphics. She did that in a real life situation with somebody's life. She's a Linda. She is a Linda. She's the Linda. I I cannot. I don't in, ever want to see did her again. Does that make sense to you at all? No, it Gil, made... meeting him at 4.30 in the morning in the parking lot of a gym to give him a sedative to help him sleep 
I and he took it then before he was go- not to save it for that night, but for when he's about to go into work and start his day where he has to work on people's rotator cuffs. No, it zero. It makes no sense. If 10 is sense, this makes zero sense. Yes. Um, and she also believes that right away that the medazolam was not enough to kill him. Okay. Because she's, she's a also science. a scientist. Yeah, she's a science person. I was angry because I thought there had to be a reason that everybody gave him not guilty because it just seemed like, but maybe we're just only, Dateline clearly thought he was guilty. Let's be very clear. Absolutely. Here's the thing. When I knew that he was going to get not guilty because of one very important thing that is happening throughout this that I was like, how are we? The B-roll of him doing teeth. The B-roll of him and his, which I know I wanted to save it. But sometimes that happens before trial. We see people out before trial. You think it felt. It was also the way he was talking to that woman who we kept seeing in the interview. I was like, I think he gets off. Yeah. So, oh man. Okay. Yes, but yes. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Holy Moses. So Linda leaves the courtroom and she's furious and she's, she says she lost it, but still in her not high, this, her highest register, her voice, her loudest register. It's not that loud. It's not. And she's saying, psychotic. He's, you're a sociopath. And, but like that volume that I just did that. But she says she lost it. I, she did kind, she lost it in her own way. Yeah. For her, mm-hmm. she did. But you're calling him a psychotic now. You are about five years and one dead husband too late, Linda. Oh, like yeah, you thought truth. he was so romantic and suave. But I'm sure, again, Many women have been wrong about men. Many ro- men have been wrong about women. But still, Linda, it's not working for me. What you're doing is not working for me. It's rough. So so he is found guilty of the felony charges of ID fraud, which is good. And then there are totally unrelated charges that the jury would not know about that happen a few months later. He has another trial coming up for charges of insurance fraud and lying on a pistol application. So he was totally going to kill Tom in a different way with a gun or give that gun to the hitman. I don't know what happened there. Like, but yes. And his new wife is standing by him. They're all proud and celebrating after the trial, even though in three weeks they have a whole nother trial to go to. And his new wife's just so proud to be with him. I don't get it. So for all of these charges, he only serves 18 months and is released. Now, Tom's daughter, who Mm. we like, said she forgives Linda, but she won't forget. And that she'll never let Linda close enough to hurt her again, basically. And Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. And she still doesn't talk to um, Tom's parents. And Andrea says, what would you tell them if they're watching this? And she says... I feel so guilty, and I want you to know that I'm really sorry. I That's understand true. why you hate me, and I struggle with that feeling every day. That's so. Good. That's good. That, good on you. That was you. good. Good on you, Linda, because that's the only thing you could have. I was like, oh God, please apologize, but not like a real, like a real apology. Right. And she did that, and she does it with actual wet tears in her eyes. No, and, and they're flowing see- down the cheek. So you, sorry, I was on my phone. I couldn't see that. But you see- it, There was a definite tearage down cheeks. But you see that there, 
you feel that there is remorse there. Now, I'm not sure if I'm just comparing her to the stupid juror that we just met. And so I'm less mad at Linda because I'm more mad or at Or am I comparing her to the lady from our Patreon with the weird tank top who showed no tears the whole time and said those words that she was sorry and expressed nothing? I think our Might Twitter... Might be the bar was so low. I think our Twitter friends would, if they had watched that episode followed by this one, would not have been as on as harsh on Linda. I think that's really an interesting point, and everyone should join our Patreon so that they can listen to that episode as well and see what they think. Shameless plug. Shameless. If only I could remember what that episode was called. It takes place in a CVS parking lot. That's all I remember. And it's a key. I know the one you're talking about. What? Yeah. And she's wearing, I think, a yellow top that is just unfortunate. It just had a cut. It had a cutaway and you didn't like it. Do we have B-roll bonanza really quick? Yeah, we do have a little bit of B-roll bonanza. I would say the top dentist award. Really? Really? Did you see it on the counter in the dentist's office? Okay. I saw it. That looks like a fake award. That looks like that woman with the blonde hair got him that award for <gasps> Christmas got one year. Got it engraved at a store? Yeah. And she's like, like when Peggy Hill gives Bobby Hill an award for being the best Bobby he can be. Right. It looked like, <laughs> it looked like acrylic. It wasn't even glass. Um, but anyways. he's on the Chamber of Commerce and it was got to do that commercial for a, a product. Someone Someone picked him to be the spokesperson for their product. And he's like, hi, I'm Gilberto Nunez, and I'm a dentist. This world is so messed up. It really is. God, this episode is exemplified. Yeah, it just, it does. I don't, I don't know what to say. Then the dentist B-roll. So we're, so I am assuming that our closeout of this episode is him, is him speaking with Andrea. And instead we get crazy juror with the crazy oh, theory. Oh, so we should say he declined to participate with Andrea. But, but he, he let did them... let the cameras film him do dentistry. But it's mostly him showing the older lady that's in love with him a chart. And they're looking at the chart. No, no, he's actually doing teeth. He's got the mask on and he's doing like a drill thing. And I'm like, who consented for that? Knowing their date, their dentist is on trail for murder. And that's why Dateline is there. And they let that man's teeth, hands in their mouth. So he was either that guy that we met that was his patient that thought he was wonderful or Uh one of his children or (laughs) that woman decided to sit in the chair. Yes, pretend to be a patient. And he's lost all of his patients. Right. Or one of the Dateline, like, assistant producers or somebody on set I'll take one for the team. has a toothache and was like this is the pro- man I need it you got to get in there and so then and we'll get some footage at the same time right we'll get some footage yep yeah that makes or sense. free veneer right maybe someone just wanted one yeah <laughs> uh, this one tooth that's a little awkward get that one yeah yeah perfect <laughs> Uh, Linda was looking at loose leaf photos as if I couldn't dislike her enough. I'm sorry. Oh, boy, that's rough. Thanks, Linda. And then she's looking out the window and she's doing it really badly. And then they have a wide frame of her looking out the window. And then she couldn't decide if she was going to walk out of frame or just take one step and then hover and then like keep pretending to like look and then kind of slowly do a shuffle away like she did not know what to do. And they used that clip. And it's really awkward because mm-hmm. they could have used a take where she did the right thing that they told her to do. That's a good point. Good points all around. Well, just from you. 
Okay, so I Andrea looked gorgeous. I mean, there's just nothing to say. She, yeah, she, she did. She looked beautiful. Uh, Planet Fitness is probably Brand's unhappy being on Dateline. Yeah. Alternative theory: Is it possible he and Gil were lovers? Yes. So your original theory. Okay. And so they, maybe the medicine was used in some sort of love play. Do you think there's any chance in the world that what that woman said was true? That the medicine was given from Gil to him because he was having trouble sleeping. Do we ever hear that he's having trouble sleeping? That could have been in trial and we didn't get to hear it. I just don't understand why Tom would have willingly taken it right before going to work when it is medicine. Unless he thought, I have two hours before work. I'm going to take this medicine so I can take a quick cat nap. He knows enough to know that you can't take a sedative that's only going to help you for two hours. You can't take that and then go work on patients. Like, that's not even responsible. So, and then Gil is responsible for an accidental murder. If he, as a dentist, knows that you shouldn't mix that medication with sleep apnea, and he knew right away, he told the police about Tom's sleep apnea. So then he should be charged with an accidental murder. So no, I do not, I do, I don't think that makes any sense. Sorry, how did he actually die? Did his heart stop? They still don't, they think it was, they think it was, yes. Well, they think it was like an overdose of midazolam, but it wasn't a huge amount. I'm sorry, an overdose of midazolam that caused his... I would guess so. I mean, when you're... No, that would cause his heart to stop? Well, when, yes, when you have sleep apnea, you just stop breathing for sections of time. So maybe it would slow down your breathing even further until you would just stop breathing. So that's the question because we're also, what we're getting from the defense in the trial footage is that they kept talking about how his heart was a ticking time bomb, literally. And that- They said he had hypertension. Right. So stopping breathing and heart stopping are two completely different causes of death. But but when they got the autopsy, they very specifically said he did not have a heart attack. So that was what led them to the confusion. No heart attack, no aneurysm. His heart was fine. So was it, it was, it was, it must have been uh, some sort of overdose. I don't. Or combined with the sleep apnea, you just drift to sleep, but you just don't wake up. Kimberly, why were his pants open? Why were his pants open? And why was his shirt up? Was he going to the gym? Why wouldn't, like, how Gil had given him this open. medication over the weekend if he was supposed to give him this medication. Why would he get up at 4.30 in the morning to give him his medication? None of that happened. None of that's not, none of that's Like real. Gil says he was home because he doesn't normally get up at 4.30 in the morning to go to the gym. His alibi is that he's home by himself. He's not getting up at 4.30 to go give him medication. That doesn't make any sense. I think I think the pants thing was a changing of the shirt kind of thing, like an unbuttoning, maybe fixing your belt, fixing your pants, something. And that's maybe it was an innocent thing like that. Or, oh, on Twitter, we'll get to someone said that maybe Gil did that afterwards to make it look like he had had a sexual rendezvous. I'm just very I'm I don't know why Gil would do. Yeah, he must have done that. But then so Gil wore gloves when he touched his pants and stuff and unbuckled his pants. I mean, a dentist has lots of gloves. No, he he definitely does. And Gil pulled his seat back. I don't know. They think Gil got into Tom's car, gave him the coffee, and they were chatting for a while in Tom's car. So he leaned the seat back to relax. There's no, there's like five things here that make little to no sense at all, unless 
we're not hearing a large part of something else, which unless I mean, unless he really did think he could take a quick cat nap, he laid his seat back, took some of the medicine. I'm sorry. Do we also know we know for sure he didn't go into the gym, work out, get dressed for work and come back and lay down for a cat nap in his car? We're sure he didn't go into the gym. That is missing information. So I'm assuming that because Dateline never told us that. The police say things like we didn't see anyone getting in or out of the car. But at one point, they they think one of them got out and got into the other one's vehicle because the cars are just sitting next to each other in the dark for so long. But the video footage is so far away. But he never, but we don't know if he ever gets out of the car. I feel like they would have said that. He then went to go work out. Then Gil's no longer the last person to see him alive. Anyone in the gym is the last person to see him alive. But think about how much more sense this makes that he, that that's why he's in his work clothes. He does show up to the gym wearing his workout clothes. He meets Gil for a coffee. They chat about whatever they're chatting about. Gil goes in and works out. He works out, or Gil left a half an hour later. So Gil decides, eh, I'm not feeling it today, leaves. But by this time, his coffee's kind of kicking in. He goes and changes his clothes for work, and it's like, you know what, I'm just going to take a quick 20-minute before I go into work, pulls his seat back and lays out in the car at like 7.45. When did he change his pants? Or why were his pants undone in that scenario? Because he had buckled them all up and he's like, well, if I'm going to take a nap, this isn't comfortable because he had put on a few pounds of Thanksgiving, unbuttoned uh-huh. his pants real quick and just. But he didn't go into the gym. We know he didn't because. No one at the gym saw him. Well, because he arrived after the white SUV. So they are watching those cars and they don't see any movement during those 30 minutes. And then the white SUV drives off that's the white SUV arrived first if we ever no that's why I ask if we ever saw him get out of the car after the white SUV left also it would make sense that maybe touch DNA could have gotten on his belt buckle from someone in the gym someone in the gym they would have tested the gym I they would have like. tested the gym he didn't get into the gym I feel like that makes more sense but that didn't happen because right. he never got out of the car right no that totally makes so more now sense. it's just question mark question mark I got nothing yeah all right what else titles, um, titles? yeah all right um, what do you have? Nothing good. Hot potato. Yeah, that's good. What about all your, you had all the teeth ones though. Yeah. Rinse and spit. Ooh. I don't know. You're Floss? Not, we, did, we've done nothing but the tooth. No. And the what tooth, does that mean? And the tooth. Oh, the truth. The tooth of, and the tooth of the matter. Yeah, that's good. And then. That's good. Instead of enamored, we've done enameled. <laughs> I tried to do enameled. That's better. Enameled. Enamored. Worse. Enameled. That's really good. Okay, how about this? I like that a lot. A kiss on the cheek can be quite continental, but on the lips mean that it's an affair. (laughs) That's good. That was a song. I like that's beautiful. Okay, I haven't done I haven't done a song in a while. I love it. Yeah, Moulin Rouge. Okay, Twitter. Twitter. Oh my god. Okay, they're going to be so mad. It's fine. We have we have enough to cut out of this, so we'll be okay. I promise. Haley Deanna said she went to the dentist to get drilled. Ha! Hua! Hua! Um, uh, Mike says Linda is playing her own version of The Bachelorette. That's so true. Is that what happens <laughs> on The Bachelorette? I've never really seen The Bachelorette. She's the lady that all these men are fighting for, and she has all these tough decisions to make. God, that show's crazy, right? And they all love her instantly within the first episode. They're all madly in love with each other. Oh, good Lord. Because that's how it works. Is it? 
Ariana says, Linda, the most basic bee on the planet, got two men. Ooh. Uh, Kinsey Schofield said, Linda is gross and not worth dying for. Oh, my God. Does not mince words. Workright.com said, Linda met Gil at her son's kindergarten orientation and started having an affair with him. My kid just graduated from high school and I never got one date out of it in all those years. Also had dental work done and nada. <laughs> um, we got a little extra footage from the interrogation and we learn that every month on the day that was their day of the anniversary of their first kiss every month. So like the 10th, they would exchange greeting cards, Gil and Linda. Well, that's just a waste of paper. <laughs> every month. Uh, the, yeah, they celebrated every month the first time they kissed. Are we doing things wrong? I'm going to start sending you cards. This is our 1,000th <laughs> month of friendship. <laughs> okay. Number two, they went out of town quite a few times into the city. One time they went and saw Jersey Boys. No, I don't like that. I don't like that. And he stayed. And you know how he phrases it? He basically says, Tom just wanted to know so that he wanted to know when she was seeing me so that if anyone saw us out and was like, oh, I saw her, like he would know about it. He wouldn't be caught off guard. So he says, one of those times we went to see Jersey Boys and he knew about it, you know, everything and all that, you know, and he stayed with the boy at home with the boy. Oh, Tom did. Oh, He just wanted to know about it. That's so sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Sunny D said, I think Gil's Golden Girl office manager did it. Oh. What was her motive though? To she loved Gil so much, she wanted to get rid of his romantic rival for him. She had access to the midazolam. She Googled it on their work computer. Was she interviewed? Exactly. Does she have a white SUV? Probably. Um, Marge says, I think Gil is doing the receptionist too. <laughs> See? Um, That's like a comment. It looks like that might be happening, honestly. Yeah. But she's like 20 years older than him. Don't be ageist. I'm not. I'm just saying. Jif, Jiffy not, Pop Culture is. <laughs> is the one who said Gil waited for Tom to pass out and then undid his clothing to make it look like he were having an affair or meeting a sex worker. He was creating a motive just as he did with the fake texts. Um, Yora Lamb said, uh, is this the one with the guy outside the Planet Fitness? And then she said, "This what I did was just like that meme going around. Describe your favorite movie in a really boring way. And I thought that could be a really fun game for us to play from now on is we have to try to describe the episode in the most boring. A guy goes to a gym. Oh, that'd be really fun. Is there, I know a lot of people do that for the podcast, like as their titles, they do the one that like the friends title, well, but could we just, could we just do that instead? Yeah. The most like, boring as way. our title. So would you guys be confused if we did just instead of the episode and season, just yes. a guy does this? Yeah, people, and we can't do it as our full t official title. No one would. Darn it. Well, could we do it as we have to write short synopsis of our description? Could it just be that? Well, one sentence? Yeah. After Thanksgiving bloat, a man goes to the gym. I think that's too much. I think it needs to be more. Too much. Oh, that no, that actually worked. No, I think that'll work. Okay, no, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> This will be a fun exercise because those synopsises are really hard for me because I always have to cut them down from your synopsises or if I've written a synopsis. And right. boy, we're wordy. I like us, but we're wordy. So, yeah. 
So um, your lamb also said, this woman has strong Angela from the office. Two men are in love with me vibes. Yes, that's who it is. Oh, my God. I will respect the results of the duel. Of course you will. That's what it <laughs> And then also, that's what I kept thinking this whole time was freaking Crentist. Crentist the dentist. Your dentist name is Crentist. Name is Crentist. Yeah, love it. Lance Ramsey said, so my final verdict, Gil is guilty of murder. G-I-L-T-Y. I tried so hard to get somewhere with Gil. I was getting way too complicated with it. And it was right. It was right before my eyes. Pretty plus more was like, hey, day dateline, guilty. Like, are you seeing this? I'm I'm so upset. It's good, though. Neither one of us could get there. I know. Rayford said, I had a special police badge in third grade to impress the chicks. That's how lame Gil is. It really is lame. Um, Look at the sheriff's badge that I got. It's made of plastic. It's so lame, man. Uh, Sunny D said, dang, narrowed it down to fog light defect. He is giving my cousin Vinny style evidence. That guy was good. Which is not available on the 64 Buick Skylock. You did it good in, in the last episode, too. I just heard it, and it was so good, and you were so down on yourself, and it's so I good. I am. I'm going to be down all night about it. Kelly Kaler says, I'm about to fall asleep, and I'm still more invested than Linda. Oh, wow. Bravo Social said that the Lifetime movie that this was based on would be called Dirty Dentist. I have to say, I think it might be called Deadly Dentist because that's what the ID show is called. Kelly Kaler says, who is looking at Be Naughty right now? Confess. <gasps> oh, boy. I might have. No, I didn't. I'm always too scared of viruses. Next time, Kimberly, you're going to look. Eminem Mundane said, oh, no, I'm sorry. Sharon Champagne said, Linda is getting on my nerves. And Eminem Mundane said, she's only just now getting on your nerves. Yeah. Wow. When did that tw- text come? During which Yeah, portion? that was early in the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like first hour. Andy C. Wright said, so BeNaughty.com may or may not have a pants unfastened policy upon arrival wow (laughs) i love that michelle said are are the jurors basing their decision on another trial because that would make more sense it really doesn't make any sense it's like they were in the wrong room and we're hearing other evidence loriano marcia said i just want to slap linda a whole bunch of times Haley Deanna said, after all that, he only got in trouble for photocopying. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, basically. Dana Sand said, this man looks like a human potato and his name is Gilberto. Seriously, I'm shocked he gets laid at all. And our final tweet is Hope M who says, sums it all up with Linda, Linda, Linda. This is all your fault. And I took out some of the meanest ones. I took out a lot of the meaner ones. Because I didn't know if Katie would be on the same page as us or not. Did you think I would like her? Come on, not a monster. No, I just thought I was just wondering if you would be kind and like be like, well, she made a mistake. Well, I'm in a bad mood today. So I love it. This is my favorite. Yeah, when, I'm not, when I'm grouchy. Then Come I'm, to the dark side. That I'm always, that I'm much more likely. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Date Dateline and Instagram at Date Dateline. You can also check out our Patreon where we have other episodes and you can get involved with our hot discussion on Pam Smart. 
Yeah, in case you guys don't know what Patreon is, it's like a monthly thing and you pledge a certain amount and it starts at $2. And the higher up you go, you get like bonus content, extra episodes, stuff like that. It's really fun. At our $5 level, you get an extra episode. And at our $10 level, you get to come on our live chat. Yeah. And $5 level, you get bonus episode and you get bonus content like us talking to my parents about our crazy dog. You, We've done two talks about Hamilton now. So lots of fun bonus stuff. Yeah. And thank you guys. Uh, keep watching alone. Wear your masks. Wear your masks. Don't take midazolam. Be wary of dentists. And remember, a kiss on the cheek can be quite continental. But on the lips means that it's an affair. Is that going to be in your head now or Bombas? I'm trying to replace Bombas with... More Bombas stuff. Moulin Rouge. Oh, darn Bombas, it. Bombas, 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 Bombas. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> and unfortunately, because she's a Linda, she left a review for the karate place one town over saying, I almost went to this place, but it was too far from my house. So I picked the closer place. One star. I wonder if this Linda leaves reviews. I kind of feel like she does. I feel like that's her way. She's a little bit of a meek person. And I feel like has trouble speaking up and speaking her mind. And so that is her way of like having control. She seemed like a meek person to you? Yeah. Oh. Uh, that is, that is, she's so soft-spoken. She whispers a lot when she talks. She drives me insane. I would be so embarrassed. I would whisper the whole darn thing and hope they couldn't hear me and be like, hey, bye. Halfway through the episode, I realized she was exactly like this person I know who everything that they say is like they're whispering a big secret, but it's like normal stuff. Like I went to the grocery store and who does that? There was a line. Stop it. They're Who does the that? nicest person, but it creeps me the F out. Well, especially once you notice it. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Once you notice it. And then once I noticed that this Linda was doing it, it was like I, I couldn't. Every time she spoke, I couldn't. Oh, no. And she is the interview. She is the one. She's wow. the whole interview. Okay.